Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. And welcome to the program. My name is Howie Silbiger. Thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate you being here. I am happy to be here with you on this uh, on this beautiful Tuesday evening. We are um, we are here. We are alive. We are happy. You could call in the number to call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. You could also message me if you want. Uh, if you're watching this on Facebook or on Twitter or on Twitch or wherever, just type into the message chat uh, box and uh, the message should pop up on my screen. The uh, the condemnation of Israel, the people condemning Israel, and the people bending over backwards to try to appease the people who are condemning Israel, is quite infuriating, uh, to say the least. Israel has the right to defend themselves. This is a, this should be a a fact. This should be a a non-starter in a conversation. When Israel is attacked, when an act of war happens on a country, the country, any country, has the right to defend themselves. And nobody would argue, and very, very few people, I'm sure there's somebody out there, but very few people would argue that a country would not have the right to defend their sovereignty, would not have the right to defend their citizens, and would not have the right to defend their people. And... So one has to wonder, and continue to wonder, why is it that every time Israel is attacked, when bombs land on the heads of civilians, innocent civilians in Israel, and Israel retaliates, trying to take out the people who are throwing the bombs into their country, that Israel is the one who gets condemned. It seems quite strange to me that a country trying to defend itself, a country that is, uh, that is constantly under attack and has constantly been under attack with an act of war every single day since 2016 and has shown unbelievable restraint in the fact that they were being attacked every single day since 2016, that's nearly 20 years, Every single day, they were being attacked. Rockets landing on the heads of their civilians. Terror attacks happening in their streets. Murders. Buses blowing up. And they have shown restraint, unbelievable restraint, in allowing Hamas, a terror, Nazi terror organization, a Arab Nazis, to continue to attack them from Gaza, relentlessly. And Israel showed unbelievable restraint. Unbelievable care in in preserving life. But when the Nazi organization of Hamas decided to attack Israel in unthinkable ways, to attack Israel in ways that I don't have to describe to you. We all know, anybody watching 
the news, anyone paying attention in the last couple of weeks, knows how Hamas has attacked Israel and knows the vile displays of support that have been popping up right across the world. So when that happens, and Israel decides that they're going to defend their country, defend their sovereignty, defend their land, and defend their people, why is Israel the one being attacked, Israel being the one condemned? Why aren't the people standing up and supporting Hamas and supporting this, this, this unbelievable attack on the Jewish people? Why, why is nobody yelling about them? Why, why is nobody condemning the people who are, who are getting up and supporting this? Yes, I know freedom of speech is, is paramount and you know, we must stand for freedom of speech and I understand that's, the, that's, that's one of the legs of democracy. But I also understand how fascism works. And I also understand how supporting fascism, supporting mass murder, supporting genocide should, should not be acceptable. I understand that that shouldn't be acceptable. And yes, yes, Israel's retaliating. And yes, Israel is bombing sites in Gaza. And yes, there will be people killed Real and not real people killed because the Gazans have a long history, very, very long history of faking mur faking deaths during these kind of these kind of missions. It's good for them to fake deaths. Makes Israel look bad. Nobody really dies. It, it's really it's really good for them and they do it a lot. They um they fake death a lot. Uh there was a video that was circulating just the other day that Hamas released saying that the Israeli airstrike uh, killed a Palestinian baby because, you know, Hamas decapitated 40 Jewish babies. And so they were trying to put some kind of crazy moral equivalence between the the brutal massacre, the brutal murder of 40 babies and the burning of lives of, of, of many other people. The death toll is up again to 1,400 people now killed by Hamas. They're trying to kind of equate that to an Israeli airstrike that killed a baby. And they carried the baby into the hospital on video. And they, and they put the baby down on the, uh, on, on, on the table. And they started wailing over the baby. And then one of them picked up the baby and got a little too close to the camera that was filming the whole spectacle. And what did you see? That the baby they were wailing over, the baby they were crying over, the baby they claimed Israel killed was merely a plastic doll. It was fake. It was Hollywood. Many, many, many of the videos that are released from, from Hamas, from the Palestinian Liberation Organization, from Gaza, are faked. And they've been faked for years. There's a lot of stuff that's been faked for years to make Gaza look a lot worse than it really is, to make, uh, to make Judea and Samaria look a lot worse than it really is, and, of course, make Israel look, look a lot worse than it really is. So don't be fooled by some of these videos. Look carefully, watch the videos carefully, watch them over and over again. And you will see a lot of the videos coming out of the Arab world are faked. That's just the way it is. All right, moving on. In Montreal, there was a, uh, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle when parents demanded that the English Montreal School Board 
delete a Facebook message that the institution posted last week. They say that the image projected a pro-Israel stance with no mention of Palestinian victims in the current conflict. There was a quote, and the quote uh, is from a a uh, a mother in the uh, with a child in the English Montreal School Board in one of the schools. She said, "Quote: I would really be scared for my kids if my kids were there. I'd be very afraid for the consequences of how Israel." Israelis view the Palestinians given the one-sided narrative that was presented. So she said, uh, let, me, let me translate that into a normal English. She said that if, if, if she was, uh, she's scared for her kids who are in an English Montreal school board, a public school, she's scared for them uh, because of the way that the school board uh, depicted the, the, the massacre that Hamas committed against the Jewish people as pro-Israel. Now, the English Montreal School Board responded on Monday with a statement sent to news organizations and published on its website that expresses profound sadness at the loss of life, innocent victims in Israel and Gaza. We pray for a peaceful resolution to this dispute. But their spokesman, Mike Cohn, said that the board will not remove the initial Facebook post. Now, the message was posted last Thursday, five days after the attack on Israeli targets, after the Nazi Arab attack on on Israeli civilians. And it highlighted with an image of an Israeli flag, which the English Montreal School Board has removed. The post reads in part, Following the terrorist attack which occurred in Israel during the weekend of October 7th, the English Montreal School Board wishes to extend heartfelt condolences to the families who lost loved ones. Now, the the English Montreal School Board chair, Joe Ortana, was quoted as saying, What we saw happening in Israel was horrifying and shocking. On behalf of the English Montreal School Board Council of Commissioners, I pray for the victims, and we could only hope that any hostages are found soon and returned home safely. Deliberately targeting civilians is a war crime and is never justified. Israeli civilians as well as soldiers have been abducted by Hamas terrorists and taken hostage. Now, there was no mention of the ensuing response by Israeli forces in which hundreds of Palestinians were killed and hundreds of thousands displaced from their homes in Gaza, says this newspaper article. Cohn said that the post was written immediately after the initial Hamas attack and before the Israeli counteroffensive. It was only posted several days later due to issues with translation. He noted that the post goes on to quote the president, Ortana, as saying the English Montreal School Board has students and staff of all faiths and zero tolerance for any act of hatred and racism. We always ensure that our schools are inclusive spaces where everyone, whatever their race, whatever their religion, is welcome and feels safe. The post has generated hundreds of comments, positive and negative. Several writers, including uh, accused the English Montreal School Board of deleting comments critical of its statement. Cohen denied that. A petition asking for the English Montreal School Board to extend its support to all communities affected by the conflict, including Palestinian families, has collected 210 signatures as of this afternoon. A coalition of 31 concerned parents has created an anti-racism, anti-English Montreal School Board Facebook page calling on the English Montreal School Board to apologize for a lack of inclusivity to children of Palestinian origin, retract the original post, and instruct teachers not to take sides. It's pretty shocking that the English Montreal School Board is hungering down on the social media post, said Jeremy Pirelli, a professor of, at the HEC Institute in Montreal, who has two children at English Montreal School Board schools. 
because it's obviously not inclusive. It's just like talking about the victims in Israel and completely ignoring the fact that there are victims on both sides. We are concerned that Muslim and Palestinian students are going to be bullied and harassed when Englishman Trussler could have easily written a more balanced statement, one parent said. And then the Englishman Joe Schoolberg goes on to apologize for the statements made, uh, for the statement made, but but refused to take it down. The chairman stands by the original statement, which I think is more balanced than people give it credit for, said Mike Cohn. We know we have parents on all faiths on our board, and it should feel safe and comfortable. Cohn noted that the Facebook post came a week after the board had called on Quebec government to make Holocaust education mandatory part of the curriculum. He said he had reached out to dozens of upset parents since the Facebook post went up, and several said they were pleased with the most balanced statement issued on Monday. Parents like uh, Oweda, however, said the board should have taken a more neutral tone from the start. If they never wished things to go this way, they should never have issued a statement like that, he said. It should have said, we are concerned about the safety of our children, given the current situation. Now, I am uh, confused, uh, as I usually am when I see stories like this. I am extremely confused as to what these parents were complaining about. The English Montreal School Board, as well as any normal, rational human being, had every right to condemn a Nazi attack, a genocidal attack on a people. They had every right to say, we don't stand with that. Now, we have nothing against any of the students we have in the school or the parents we have in the school or anything else. But we don't stand with a Nazi organization that's trying to commit a genocide against a certain people. And our hearts go out to the families of the people who were murdered by these Nazi Arabs. And our hearts go out to, to the families of people who, 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 who were hurt and named. May they have a speedy recovery. I, I think that's perfectly appropriate for any school or school board to say. And I think that the propaganda department of Hamas and the people who hate Jews, the Jew haters, who support the murder, the indiscriminate murder of Jews, I think those people should not be pandered to. And if they want to pull their kids out of a school because the school is siding with the victims of a heinous war crime, well, then do so. That's your prerogative. Nobody, nobody, nobody should be ashamed or nobody should be apologizing for condemning the attack that happened on the Jewish people. Nobody should be ashamed, afraid, or apologizing for saying that cutting the heads off 40 babies and burning babies and children alive in front of their parents and murdering 1,500 people is wrong. Nobody should be afraid to say that. And nobody should have to apologize to say that. And whoever doesn't like it could lump it, really. As I said the other day, the people who are complaining about this stuff are the people who will jump in the first opportunity they have to murder people they don't like. And that scares me a lot because there's a lot of people who are standing in line to kill the Jews. A lot of people who are standing in line and waiting for the plum opportunity to murder Jews. And that's scary to me. 
It should be scary to everybody, any sane, rational person living in North America. Should be scared by the fact that anybody who's opposed to, to, to condemning this kind of vile terror attack is condoning it, is, is accepting it, is actually applauding it. And those people, those people are, uh, are subhuman. So you want to call Jews subhuman? We love life. The people who are part of this death cult, the people who are supporting this death cult, the people who want to be part of this death cult, they're the subhumans. And they're the scary people. They're the people you don't want to be anywhere near. I don't want to be anywhere near them. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I think people like that should be pulled out of society. I think that people like that should be should be, should be eliminated. We should find a, a, a vacant island somewhere, some island that uh, that that that's in the uninhabited, and that's where these people should be put. Just go live on an island somewhere. You can kill each other. You don't have to go and kill us. You can go and kill each other. That I don't care about. But you're standing there and supporting genocide against the Jews? You're standing there and supporting a, an organization that that committed a, a heinous crime akin to the Nazis? That's intolerable. That's unacceptable. And that's totally, 100% condemnable. one 669 1292 is the number to get in on the conversation on this Tuesday evening. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to call in 1-877-669-1292. Now's a good time to call since we are live. Uh, we will not be live if you're watching this later. We will not be live. And if you call in, nobody will answer you. So now while we are live, it's a good time to call in. 1-877-669-1292. I'll tell you what, I'll even pay for the call. If you call in, I will even pay for it. I, I, uh... I, I, I'm just so sickened. And I know we've been harping on this and talking about this for a week already. And I know it gets tiresome and it, gets, and, 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 and it just drains you to constantly be thinking about this terror attack, constantly be thinking about, about this genocidal attack on the Jewish people. And, and I, I won't say that it was an attack on Israel. Most media is saying it's an attack on Israel. It was not an attack on Israel. And I believe that we have to use our terminology correctly. I, I believe words do matter. And this was not an attack on the Jewish people. This was not an attack on Israel. This was an attack, definitely 100% attack on the Jewish people. This, this, this was obviously not an attack on the state of Israel. There was no political benefit. There would be no gain whatsoever politically or even, uh, even land-wise by committing a murder like this. The... The, the murderers who went out to kill them are part of a murderous regime, part of a Nazi regime, uh, that, has, that has vowed to commit genocide against the Jewish people. Not against the Israelis, not against the state of Israel, against the Jewish people wherever they live in the world, according to their charter. They are going to kill Jews, which means that, uh, that, that it doesn't matter if these Jews are, are supportive or not supportive of the uh, Palestinian cause. It doesn't matter if these Jews are supportive or unsupportive of uh, ceding land or creating a Palestinian state. That's completely irrelevant. The fact that they are Jews 
is the only thing that matters in the Hamas Charter. And, and destroying the Jews is really the basis of the Charter. Now, we keep talking about the Hamas Charter, and it's, it's interesting because um, as we talk about the Hamas Charter, uh, the media refuses to even read it. Uh, the reason they refuse to read it, and let's be honest, they, they don't want to read the Charter because the Charter is really condemning uh, Hamas, and the media doesn't want to do that. But I, I'm not like the rest of the media, and I will read you I will read you the Charter, because I think it is important to understand that the Charter uh, really calls upon the Hamas people to destroy the Jewish people. So let's start with Article 1. This Charter was written in 1988, and uh, that's when Hamas was founded. The Nazi movement of Hamas was founded in 1988. And Article 1 describes Hamas as an Islamic resistance movement with an ideological program of Islam. Article 2 of the Hamas Charter defines Hamas as a universal movement and one of the branches of the Muslim Brotherhood in Palestine. Article number 3, the movement consists of Muslims who have given their allegiance to Allah. Article number 4, the movement welcomes every Muslim who embraces faith ideology, follows its program, keeps its secrets and wants to belong to its ranks and carry out its duties. Article number five demonstrates its Stalinist roots and connections to the Muslim Brotherhood, declaring Islam as the official religion and the Quran as its official constitution. Article six, Hamas is uniquely Palestinian and strives to raise the banner of Allah over every inch of Palestine. For under the wing of Islam, followers of all religions can coexist in security and safety where their lives, possessions, and rights are concerned. It claims that the world will descend into chaos and war without Islam, quoting Muhammad Iqbal. Article 7 describes Hamas as one of the links in the chain of the struggle against the Zionist invaders and claims continually with the followers of religion and nationalist hero Is al-Din al-Qassam and the Great Arab Revolt, as well as the Palestinian combatants of the First Arab World War, First Arab-Israeli War, excuse me. It references a hadith reported by Sahih al-Bakri, which states that the Day of Judgment would not come until Muslims fight and kill the Jews everywhere they live in the world. The Hamas document reiterates in Article 8 that the Muslim Brotherhood slogan of Allah is goal is its goal, the Prophet is the model, the Quran is its constitution, Jihad is its path, and the death for the sake of Allah is the loftiest of its wishes. In Article 9, it adopts the Muslim Brotherhood's vision to connect the Palestinian crisis with the Islamic solution and advocates fighting against the false defeating and defeating it and vanquishing it so that justice could prevail. Let me repeat that. It says fighting against the false, defeating it, and vanquishing it so that justice could prevail. The false would be the Zionists. The false would be the Jews. Palestine is sacred, says Article 11, for all Muslims for all time, and it cannot be relinquished by anyone. So Palestine, the land, is sacred for all Muslims for all time, and it cannot be relinquished by anyone. Article 12 affirms that nationalism, from the point of view of the Islamic resistance movement, is part of religious creed. Article 13 says there is no negotiated settlement possible. Jihad is the only answer. Article 14 says the liberation of Palestine is the personal duty of every Palestinian. Article 15 says the day that enemies usurp part of Muslim land, 
the jihad becomes the individual duty of every Muslim. It states the story of the Crusades into Muslim lands and says the Palestinian problem is a religious problem. Article 16 describes how to go about educating future generations with an emphasis on religious studies and Islamic history. Article 17 declares the role of women in Islamic society to be the makers of men. It condemns Western organizations such as Freemasons, Rotary Clubs, and intelligence agencies as saboteurs for promoting subversive ideas on women. Article 18 defines the role of women as a homemaker and child rearers, providing education and moral guidance to men. Article 19 promotes the value of art while promoting Islamic art over jihadi art forms. Article 20 calls for action by the people as a single body against a vicious enemy, which acts in a similar way to Nazism, making no differentiation between man, woman, between child and old people. Article 21 promotes mutual social responsibility and urges members to consider the interest of the masses as their own personal interest. Article 22 makes a sweeping claims about Jewish influence and power. It specifically claims that the Jews were responsible for instigating multiple revolutions and wars, including the French Revolution, World War I, and the Russian Revolution. It also claims that Jews controlled the United Nations and they are supported by the imperialistic forces of the capitalist West and communist East. Article 23 expresses support for all Islamic movements if they revel in God's intention and dedication to Allah. Article 24 prohibits slandering or speaking ill of individual groups, individuals or groups. Article 25 discourages the Islamic movement from seeking foreign support and expresses support for other Palestinian national movements. Article 26 allows constant consultation with other Palestinian movements that are neutral in international affairs. Article 27 praises the PLO but condemns its secularism. Article 28, conspiracy charges against Israel and the whole Jewish people, Israel, Judaism, and Jews. It claims that Zionist organizations aim to destroy society through moral corruption and eliminating Islam and are responsible for drug trafficking and alcoholism. Article 30 calls on writers, intellectuals, media people, orators, educators, and teachers, and all the other various sectors of the Arab and Islamic world to pursue jihad. Article 31 describes Hamas as a a humanist organization, which takes care of human rights and is guided by Islamic tolerance when dealing with the followers of other religions. Under the wing of Islam, it is possible for Islam, Christianity, and Judaism to coexist in peace and quiet with each other, provided that members of other religions do not dispute the sovereignty of Islam in the religion. Article 32, Hamas condemns as co-plotters in the imperialistic powers seeking to corrupt all Arab countries one by one, leaving Palestine as the final bastion of Islam. States that the Zionist plan is set forth in the protocols of the elders of Zion and that they intend to expel their control from the Niles to the Euphrates. Article 33 calls upon Muslims worldwide to work to liberate Palestine. Article 34 represents the Temple Mount in Jerusalem as the Axis Mundi, the sacred point where the divine cosmology and temporal history meet. Along with Article 35, it compares Israel with an imperialistic colonialist movement. The article reflects and draws upon past examples of crusaders and mongrel invasions, both which initially were successful but eventually repelled. And Article 36 outlines the goals of Hamas. So this was the Hamas Charter in 1988, which still stands today. So I just wanted to take a look at a couple of these of, the, of these articles. So I've read them all to you, so you understand what we're talking about here.
Because it's important to understand, when we talk about the Hamas Charter, it's important to understand what the Hamas Charter is. Now let's take a look at individual ones and, and respond to individual uh, articles in the Charter. So, the um, Article 7 describes Hamas as one of the links in the chains of the struggle against the Zionist invaders and claims continually with followers of the religion and nationalist hero um, is al-Din al-Qassam, the great Arab revolt, as well as the Palestinian combatants of the first Arab-Israel war. It references a hadith reported by Saeed al-Bukram in Muslim 2922, which states that the Day of Judgment would not come until Muslims fight and kill the Jews anywhere they live in the world. So notice that it doesn't say kill the Zionists anywhere they live in the world. Notice it doesn't say kill the Israelis so we can liberate our land. It says kill the Jews anywhere they live in the world. All right, let's move on. So the uh, so so now we know the stated goal of Hamas is to kill the Jews anywhere they live in the world. So that was Article 7 of the Hamas Charter. Now if we keep moving, we will see in Article 11... Palestine is sacred for all Muslims for all time. It cannot be relinquished by anyone. What they're saying in this paragraph, in this little article here, is that the land that Israel sits on, which they consider Palestine, and you can see that they considered Palestine, because if you take a look at the jewelry that most of these people wear, it is the entire state of Israel. Um, so, so in Article 11, Hamas, the terrorist Nazi organization of Hamas, it's saying that Palestine is sacred for all Muslims for all time, and it can't be relinquished to anyone, which means that anybody else who's living there is a usurper. It affirms the nationalism as point of view of the resistance movement as part of the religious creed. And Article 13 is one of the most interesting articles in the Hamas Charter because this kind of, this kind of explains why Israel must go in and destroy Hamas Militarily, they must destroy Hamas uh, by blowing them, blowing them up and killing them all. Because Article 13 of the Hamas Charter states that there is no negotiated settlement possible. Jihad, religious war, is the only solution. They're saying it right there in their own charter that there is absolutely zero negotiated settlements. There's no chance of negotiating a settlement Jihad is the only answer. The only answer is killing everybody there. Period. Article 14 says that every Palestinian is responsible for liberating Palestine. Now, Article 15 says the day that the enemies usurp part of Muslim land, Jihad becomes an individual duty of every Muslim. It states that the history of the Crusades into Muslim lands and says Palestinian problem is a religious problem. So this is not a political problem. They've already said there's no negotiation. They've already said that the land is sacred for all Muslims for all time and can't be relinquished by anybody. And now it says, and now it says that any time an enemy usurps part of the land, so creates a country on part of the land, anytime that happens, every individual Muslim must rise up and commit jihad against those people and get rid of them which is exactly what's been happening in Israel. It is a religious war. It is not a land war. So we move on. The, uh, the next one is, there's a calls for, you know, Article 20, calls for action by the people as a single body against a vicious enemy, 
which acts in a way similar to Nazism, making no differentiation between men, women, between children, and old people. And if we move on, we, we take a look at, um, we took at, uh, let's see, Article 28, the conspiracy charge against Israel and the whole of Jewish people, Israel, Judaism, and Jews. It claims that Zionist organizations aim to destroy through moral corruption and eliminating Islam and are responsible for drug trafficking and alcoholism. It calls for all the intellectuals, writers, and educators to join in jihad. It, 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 it invokes the, Article 32 invokes the Protocols of the Elder of Zion, which is a fraudulent or um, fraudulent document put together by the Russian Tsar to malign Jews. And it says that, um, that Hamas condemns co-plotters, the imperialistic power seeking to corrupt all Arab countries one by one, leaving Palestine as the final bastion of, of Islam, states that the Zionist plan set forth in the Protocols of Elder Zion uh, that the Zionists want to control the Nile to the Euphrates. Calls on Muslims worldwide to, li- to liberate Palestine. And uh, it says that the Temple Mount is the sacred place. It's uh, it's sacred place for, for Islam. And the goals of Hamas are to, as they say in their article, not negotiate, destroy Jews anywhere they live, kill Jews anywhere they live, and that... There is no land negotiation. There's no t- no such thing as coming up with some kind of a deal for Israel to exist because all of Palestine, of what they consider Palestine, in their mind is Palestinian land that can never be relinquished by anybody. Once again, when our enemies tell us something and are honest with us, we should believe them. This was 1988. This charter came out in 1988. Hamas has not hidden what they stand for. They have not changed their charter since 1988. There have been really no modifications. This is what they stand for. And this is why they must be destroyed at all costs. This is why Israel can't stand down. This is why. This is why. Even being condemned, which which they really shouldn't be, but even being condemned by the world, Israel should continue and will continue to defend their country, their people, and their land. Because there's no negotiation. Article, you know, an article, it's right there in the Hamas charter. It's written in black and white. So anyone trying to negotiate with the Hamas, it's futile. There is no negotiation. Article 13 of the Hamas Charter says there is no negotiated settlement possible. Jihad is the only answer. Murdering Jews on Simchat Torah, taking Jews out, killing men, women, and children, and babies, that is jihad for you. And that is no negotiation. So why, 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 why is anybody fooling themselves? into thinking that there could be some kind of negotiated deal, some kind of negotiated uh, agreement. There's no negotiation. It is quite clear from the Hamas Charter that the land, they say, belongs to them. Usurpers must be destroyed. There's no negotiation. Jihad is the only answer. So if you want to understand Hamas, all you got to do is read their charter been around since 1988. Not very hard to find. 
Howie Silvergren, the Howie Silvergren Show. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you again tomorrow right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Thanks so much.